Ready to hear about the Hatfield and McCoys? I'm ready to hear about the Hatfield and McCoys <laughs> and your squeaky fucking chair. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. So, anywho, anywho, dude, I want to get cozy get for this episode because this is going to be a three parter, dude. It's going to be a very long, yeah, very very long. Anywho, the Hatfield and McCoy feud started over many different reasons, not just about the hog. Did you know that? No. It's not because they fucked a hog. Well, they should not fuck hogs. You probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Only sheep. There were many things at fault for this, including the backgrounds of the families, the nature of the environment they lived in, the prevailing economic patterns, the viability of political Political. and social institutions. That's a lot of institutions. Oh, yeah. And even the impact of outside influences. So, anywho, they lived in the valley of the Tug Fork of the Big Sandy River and is one of the most rugged and forbidding sections of the Appalachian Highlands. The Tug Fork draws its water from scores of small tributaries that have caved deep Narrow valleys from the surrounding sandstone and limestone rocks. Mm. At Louisa, Kentucky. What? Louisa? That's what it says, Louisa. Is it Louisville? That's not how it's spelled. You're fucking with me, right? Yeah, let I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Do you know what Louisville looks yeah, like? Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm just making sure because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking because <laughs> we've both goofed on words before. Where the fuck did I see that word at? Uno momento. Yeah, it's a real place. So go fuck yourself. Okay, man. Louisa, Kentucky. Okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. Fuck out of here. The Tug Fork joins the Lavisa Fork to form the Big Sandy River proper, which in turn flows into the Ohio at Cattlesburg, Kentucky. And that's a real place, too. Okay. Before you question my shit. I'm sorry. Like much of the surrounding territory, the watershed of the Tug Fork consists of a maze of secluded valleys that long remained almost inaccessible where men might live virtually undisturbed by outside influences. No. But actually, if they had good Wi-Fi, that would be great. Yeah. I just need good Wi-Fi. (laughs) The river provided a geographical unity for the region. But as the boundary between Kentucky and West Virginia, it divided it politically, thereby aggravating some of the conditions that nourished the Hatfield-McCoy feud. Very thirsty, Colton. I'm very thirsty. Oh my God. Give me a sip of coffee here. <clears throat> We're at that out. <laughs> William Anderson Hatfield, the leader of the clan during the feud, was born September 9th, 1839. Old as fuck. Very old. 
Throughout his life, he used his nickname, Ants, which, uh, honestly, he probably has the most badass name in the whole feud. Yeah. Because it became Devil Ants. Yeah. Yeah. The devil! Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot different with these headphones on and you being right in front of me. It's great. I love it. Shortly after... Um, Let me do my part. The devil. God damn. (laughs) Shortly after the Civil War broke out, he married... Lavisi Chafin. You think she was chafing? I was about to ask the man. <laughs> Sometimes you get a question these things. You know how you get your name? Huh? You know how you can get a nickname? How? Chafin. Oh, well, look at you. And established their home at the mouth of Peter Creek, present day DeLorme, West Virginia. Sorry, I had to, I had to press the button. <laughs> They had 13 children. That's a lot. Their names were Jonesy, William Anderson Jr., also known as Cap, Robert E. Lee, Elliot, Elias, Detroit, Joseph, Emmanuel Willis Wilson. Why do some of these people have short names and some of them have these longest fucking names? I have no idea, dude. Nancy B., Mary Elizabeth Rosada, and Tennyson. Randolph McCoy was born on October 30th, 1825 in Pike County. On December 9th, 1849, he married Sarah or Sally McCoy, his first cousin. Ew. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you fuck your first cousin? Yeah. Hell yeah, Batman. Hell yeah, Batman. Hell yeah. They settled down on Blackberry Fork in Pike County. They had 16 children. God damn. Okay, so uh, that vagina is is like a stargate. They're just phasing out at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Their names were Josephine, James H., Floyd, Tolbert, Samuel, Lilburn, Allie Fair, Rose <laughs> Anna. Allie Fair. Allie Fair. I think you had to say all these names with a country accent. I got this. <clears throat> Josephine. <laughs> James H. Floyd. Tolbert. Samuel. Lilburn. Allie Fair. Rose Ann. Calvin. Farmer. Randolph Jr. Or Bud. Back, back the fuck up. The guy's name was Farmer. Yeah, but it's with a P, not an F. Wait, P or PH? PH. Okay. Because <laughs> that's Parmer. <laughs> There's an H in there. <laughs> My name's Parmer. The H is silent. <laughs> William Trinvilla. Sounds like a cheese. That's what I was thinking, too. Were <laughs> you really? Yeah. Trinvilla. Okay, a nice slice. Adelaide. Adelaide. Fanny. <laughs> and an unnamed child. I doesn't have their name. <laughs> Did they die? I don't think Out of so. 16, there's going to be one or two that... And most Hatfields lived in West Virginia, and most McCoys lived in Kentucky. 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 I mean, that is his first cousin. I fucking hate Kentucky. I really do. You hate everything. I do. You're a very angry person. Yeah. But both... 
had family in both states, and they were both extensively related to the other residents of Tug Valley. Tug. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) One thing to note is how the boys were raised in the mountains. They mostly grew up doing whatever the fuck they wanted with no backlash. Oh. Other than when their father whipped them or their mother treated, threatened, not treated, threatened to wear them out with a hickory. Oh, that's like a, a switch shit, right? Like you can. You've never been hit with a hickory? No. Oh, well, never pick the small one. It hurts more for some reason. Wait, you have, why do you have to pick it? That's part of the thing. They let you go pick the hickory they hit you with. That's like digging your own grave. Yeah, I know. That's the point. That's fucked up. It's a mental game. And then you get the small one because you're like, oh, this one won't hurt. It hurts more. I just got spanked. Get the big one. (laughs) The bigger it is, the less it hurts. The small ones fucking sting. Rednecks are like evil. It's not even redneck. That's just like an old country thing. Yeah, all country people are redneck to me. That's that's totally different. I don't think so. There's like country people and then that's redneck. Well, all country people sound like this to me. Well, so not redneck. all of them. Some of them sound normal. <laughs> no, they but don't. But some <laughs> of them talk like this. All right, all right Sling Blade, I'm calm down. like they do, too. <laughs> ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> Before the Civil War and the outbreak of violence between families, yeah, the Hatfields and McCoys had occasionally intermarried. <laughs> Brother and sister fucking. Well, yeah, the brother fuckers. At least they're not horse fuckers. Like Only pig fuckers. I wonder if that changed the flavor to bacon. More salty. It's semen bacon at that point. It's not. It's like marinated. What if they had like a... Internally uh, marinated. Man bear pig. Maybe that's how he came to be. It's Once like, again, I stand by like man bear pig. If that was real, I want... You know what? No, cocaine bear. I want to know what that what that meat tasted like. I wonder if you could get high off the meat. No, you can't, but, you know, there's got to do something to the meat, you know? I don't feel right? like it would. I feel like it would. If the, if the bear did cocaine for about, like, a solid, like, two years. The, yeah, but I don't see a bear doing cocaine for yeah, two but years. Like, we, can, we can do some experiment. <laughs> Let's find a local meth head and just turn cannibals. <laughs> I wonder what he tastes like. <laughs> We're going to talk about my pizza boy dream one day. <laughs> oh, God. Two marriages that closely linked them before the end of the Civil War were those of Ephraim. Hatfield and Elizabeth McCoy. This is McCoyan, and I don't know why, but it's bothering the shit out of me. Oh, it's because there's no space between McCoy and in. Okay, in so that's 1859. That, that was your goof up. That's my B, Shoddy. Goof him up. That, that's space. my bad. In 1859, and Ellison Hatfield and Sarah Ann Statton in 1865. Oh. Both had also intermarried with the families of the Tug Valley causing many of the residents of Logan and Pike County to have relatives in both parties of the feud. Oh. On both sides, they'd be fucking. During the Civil War... Did no one be like, hey, this ain't right? They're in the mountains. Doesn't matter. You're not getting, like, a new piece of ass in the mountains. But I feel like... Especially then, like, nobody's going up there that's just, new. Just butter up a tree stump or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather fuck a tree stump than a woman. Than my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if people are outside the studio going, Huh, what do you think? 
during the Civil War, the Hatfields favored the Confederacy, as did a majority of the McCoys. But a few supported the Union. There's no proof that they fought on separate sides of the Civil War, though. Wow. Both Hatfield and McCoys engaged in irregular military activities. So, like, militia. Yeah. Yeah. They made their own militia. That's yeah. basically why the feud got so violent. Yeah, I know. I'm just... But I'm, <laughs> if someone's like, what do you mean? So I'm like, militia. Either in the name of the Home Guards, a militia group created by Devil Ants. Goddamn, bro. <laughs> I got to turn my headset down. Fuck. Is that the headset or is that... I think that's you talking. I won't be able to hear you. Oh, shit. I don't think you can turn your headset down. Well, beans. (laughs) I lost my place. Where was it? Oh, or the Confederate Army, which left bitterness and resentment between the two families. Oh. This is where it started, if you haven't noticed. I do know. I know. Yep. I'm proud of you. Thank you. In 1863, Ellison Hatfield, Henry Davis, Mm -hmm. Moses Chaffin, (laughs) Moses Chaffin, Chaffin. met Asa Peter McCoy Mm -hmm. and his brother John Mm -hmm. in the woods near their home in Pike County. Yep. And an exchange of gunfire occurred. They went pew, 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 pew. This rain is kicking in finally. I, your boy was tired. You having fun over there? Later, Hatfield and his companions drove off the four McCoy hogs, weighing about 100 pounds each. Weighing or? Weighing. They said weighing. Weighing. Their weighing was 100 pounds. The dong wrangler would love these pogs. Jesus, that dong wrangler's like, there's a lot of me that I don't think I can handle. <laughs> In 1872, nine years later, McCoy still had an unsettled suit against those that took the hogs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he didn't take the hog. The Hatfields also had a suit against the McCoy for taking six heads of fat hogs yeah. from him by force in 1863. Dope. They claimed they had paid him allegedly, allegedly. acquiring them for the Confederate military forces. Nice. In 1864, however. Jesus Christ. I think he was dead way before this. God damn it, dude. Every time I say <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're like, no. Daniel McCoy and seven other men allegedly, allegedly seized at gunpoint eight sides of leather belonging to Thomas Hatfield. Thomas Hatfield. Scattered tan ooze throughout his house. And... Destroyed one of his bee gums. Oh, that bastard. That rat bastard. I know. What an asshole. What a fucking cunt. In his defense, McCoy declared they were ordered to do this by the Confederate Army. Oh, geez. Hatfield, who took his case to court in 1866, remained dissatisfied. He wasn't happy. He was very upset. He he didn't like it. He didn't like it. Pleasant McCoy, the Randolph's brother, was accused by James H. Leslie. I wanted to say Leahy for some reason. Like, well, I think we all <laughs> I am stuck the liquor. <laughs> I am the liquor. Of stealing three horses in 1863. But McCoy denied that he had ever 
taking a horse from Leslie or anyone else. There were many more litigations in the record books from 1860s to the 1870s. There's a lot of bullshit that just made it worse. (laughs) The most serious Civil War incident involving the two families resulted in the death of Harmon McCoy on January 7th, 1865. (laughs) What was that? For some reason, when you like slammed your fist down, I thought maybe recording in person is (laughs) scary. This is more fun. It is a lot more fun, but you're like 65. (laughs) You just like stress your entire body like, God damn, 18. Like you had like a Vietnam flashback of 1860. Now you get to see what I do when I'm talking. These are all the things you missed out on. You see how relaxed I am? Oh, no, that's not me when I'm telling the story. I'm the angry one, and you're... I just hide my anger yeah, better than you do. Just like, <laughs> you will lash out too easily. Like, I, like, what does that mean? Three seconds later, I've contained my rage for no longer. <laughs> Harmon waited nearly two years after the war began to choose a side. I feel like that's kind of smart, though. Give it two years to be like, all right, who sucks? Like, which military sucks and which one's not that, yeah. like, not that bad? Yeah. Which one's got the good food? I feel like that's not a bad idea. Anywho, he remained home and tended to his farm, cut timber, and rafted logs down the Tug Fort and the Big Sandy. By 1863, however, Union armies had declared most of Kentucky of Confederate forces. And much of the remaining fighting became guerrilla warfare. They were fighting with guerrillas. I wish that was the case. It was bro. terrifying. I wish Planet of the Apes would actually happen. Why would you want that? Don't feel, wish that upon us, I Ricky feel Bobby. I like I would win. I feel like I would. No, I wouldn't. You would get would be, fucking destroyed. Dude, if they had the X Monkey. Oh. Yeah, we don't want that. Nope. Shortly after the birth of his fifth child, he broke with most of his family and went to Ashland to join the Regiment of Kentucky of the United States Army. About the end of December, Harmon returned home. But his family and friends did not extend him a cordial welcome. They didn't want him there. They said, get out of here. (laughs) They didn't go. But it was more of a... (laughs) I'm going to reprogram these. (laughs) Can you put one and just be like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to do the one of the dude with Tourette's. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the one the, with the bird. Uh, like he has a neck brace. Yeah. He I'm going to do that guy. Yeah. I know, but I'm still going to find yeah. his clothes. Rest, rest in peace, Tourette's guy. R.I.P. R.I.P. According to one account, James Vance met him and promised him that the Logan Wildcats would soon pay him a visit. A few days later, someone fired at him from an ambush as he drew water from his well. Hmm. Knowing that to remain there would mean certain death, Harmon hid out in a nearby cave. His slave, Pete, they all have these elegant names, and then it's just Pete. Pete. <laughs> like, and this is Eric? <laughs> Carried him provisions. 
The gorillas told you they're fighting with gorillas. <laughs> His name was Skyler. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. I feel like Skyler is like a basic white bitch name. <laughs> and this is uh, Skyler and Tanner. Uh, Tanner would actually be a good redneck name. I feel like it is. I feel like Tanner is like in the middle. Uh, what about Rifle? But it's R E I G H. Oh, yeah, that's a redneck name. Yeah, Rifle. It's real bad. I'm okay. Anywho, the gorillas, I told you they're fighting with gorillas, yep. tracked Pete through the snow to the cave. They found Harmon. He was lame and suffering from lung troubles, and they killed him. Yeah. They went pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Yeah. No one was ever brought to trial for the murder of Harmon McCoy. They should have. Most of the residents of Tug Valley probably felt a little sympathy for their unionist neighbor. And even members of the victim's family may have reasoned that he brought this upon himself. I Shouldn't have been a little bitch. You know that. <laughs> In the autumn of 1878, Floyd Hatfield went into the hills rounded up his hogs, and drove them into pens at his home in Stringtown on the Kentucky side. Randolph McCoy stopped to exchange a few remarks with Hatfield near the pig pen when he noticed a hog that bore the McCoy markings. McCoy accused Floyd of pinning up one of his hogs. Floyd denied stealing the hog. Yep. It's a serious charge in the mountains. It is a serious charge. You only fuck your sisters. You don't steal the hogs. <laughs> God damn, bro. <laughs> I feel like one is, you know, should outweigh the other one. But. <laughs> no, you have babies with the sister. You form a relationship with the hog. <laughs> okay. <Is> the <laughs> you can steal the sister, not the hog. <laughs> he loved that goddamn hog. Every time you say the hog, I just think of like a really fat, <laughs> ugly woman. <laughs> Yeah, she's a hog. (laughs) (laughs) He then brought a suit on Floyd for recovery of the hog. If you didn't know, that means he sued him. I No, I gathered. For the people that didn't know, he didn't actually buy him a suit. He sued him. (laughs) I don't know who to sue. You stole my hog. Here's a suit. So you're assuming that there's a listener out there going. There's somebody out there that's going to be like, why did he buy him a suit? Was it a three-piece? or? Just, yeah, why Why did he buy him a suit if he stole his hog? He sued him. Right, and I then he gave the hog a suit. Goddamn. Because he loved that goddamn hog. <laughs> On the day of the trial, the jury consisted of six Hatfields and six McCoys. Okay. It's just like an idea of how many of them there are. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot. Shitload. Due to the danger both families brought, among the witnesses called was William Statton, a nephew of Randolph McCoy, mm-hmm. and whose sister had married Devil Lance, yep. his younger brother. Statton claimed that he had seen Floyd Hatfield mark the ear of the hog with his own brand. Mm. That was very rude to do. Yeah, sounds like it. The McCoys were unprepared for the verdict of the jury, which cleared Hatfield of the charges against him. He got the walk. And he got the hog. And he got the fuck the hog. Yep. 
The McCoys never accepted the court's decision to the point that Staten stayed on the West Virginia side of the river. But he was involved in two or three instances, incidents, not instances, incidents that arose from the hatred of him. Mm -hmm. The first one was when he and his brother John were polling a push boat or polling. They were polling a push boat. Oh, so they were doing the whole fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Old school way. Yeah. The Huck Finn way. Rounded a bend in the river and suddenly came upon a boat headed downstream and manned by Floyd and Calvin McCoy. Both parties immediately pulled their crafts to the shore and from opposite sides of the river, they opened fire on each other. Uh, how far away, like, is it? Like, it's it's probably a decent, like, I would say probably bigger than this room. If it's a legit, yeah. like, river, it's probably bigger than this room. Okay, because like some rivers are actually is like fucking gigantic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a big river. Wait, this this is the river that's between Kentucky and Virginia. That can, yeah, like, yeah, dude. Those yeah, it's the huge. inaccuracy of those bullets is just oh yeah, shit. Fucking, it doesn't matter. Some dude doesn't matter. I'm pulling it. I'm pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I don't care. One yeah, of these might not, hit you. You're not hitting them. The more you shoot, the higher the chances are of hitting them. Yeah, but you're gonna hit somebody else. <laughs> doesn't matter. Some guys walk more bullets downrange. Like, the higher the chance day of hitting them. To walk fluffy here. <laughs> And he just gets a fucking bullet in the neck, ruins his day. Not, not my problem, man. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, darkness fell before anyone was killed. Yep. Because they missed all their shots. I told you. I didn't even know this part. <laughs> I fucking told you. Another allegedly okay. took place when Sam McCoy encountered Staten and Allison Hatfield tracking a deer. On Mate Creek. You think they were fucking on the creek? On Mate Creek? Mate Creek. They were mating at Mate Creek. Maybe. Sam, Sam. shot Staten's gun out of his hand and charged him with the intent to kill him. Goddamn, bro. <laughs> you need to ease up. No Ellison. more rain energy drink for you. I haven't even drank all of it yet. Yeah, you had two sips. Ellison quickly jumped between them and prevented both from firing. Sam left, vowing that he would yet get Stanton. Get him. Get that bastard. It reminds me of uh, Rugrats when Angelica's going, I'm going to get you one way or another. Oh, dude, I completely (laughs) forgot about that part. I'm going to get you, get you, get you. Exactly. That's what he's doing right now. He's singing that song on his way up. I'm pointing at him. He's walking backwards. Stanton did not take to Sam's threat lightly. I wouldn't. One day while he was hunting... That inspired Sam and his brother, Paris. It sounds like we're editing the names in. I swear to God, he's pausing. Because I said earlier, if you weren't paying attention, you should do all the names in a redneck accent. So he will read, stop, go, Sam, and then keep on going. You're welcome. Did you lose your place again? No, I was trying to get that down real quick before I sounded thirsty. Okay. He was certain that they had not seen him. They hadn't seen him yet. Seen him, and a hop and hoped to make the most of his advantage. According to one version, Staten fired at the McCoys and hit Paris, who collapsed to the ground with a shattered hip. Oh shit! Sam then shot Staten and inflicted a mortal wound. 
He then jumped on him and shot him again. Oh, damn. No, he shot him. It wasn't on a dam. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) Another account has Staten leaping upon Paris and sinking his teeth into his jugular vein. It's a little intense. I just had to press that (laughs) In the jugular. Whereupon Sam shot and killed Staten for good measure. This account claims that the hold he had on him was so strong, his jaw had to be pried off of him. Sam Sam. did not stand trial for the murder of Bill Staten. He was acquitted on the basis of self-defense. Nice. Now, this part, I like this part. Okay. (laughs) This is how we should do politics. I might agree with you. On August 7th, 1882, the polls at Blackberry Creek Precinct opened. Early in the day, flowing with whiskey. Because that's how they voted back then. They vote and they spend the whole day drinking. We should definitely do this. Tolbert McCoy accused Elias Hatfield of owing him a sum of money. How much money? It didn't say. It was a lot, though. To which he protested angrily that he had paid him about three years ago. See, I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. You don't remember what? I had Panda Express. I think I had chicken and rice. Probably. I don't remember. Deacon Ants was able to break up this argument, but tempers kept rising. Because, you know, they just voted and they're drinking all fucking day. I am for this. Yeah. This should come back. Because if you're hammered and voting, your true political ideas will come out. Oh, and yeah. then you'll vote correctly. And then you'll all kill each other. Yeah. Because you're all going to angry. Yeah. And that'll also fix our population problem. Exactly. And bring then, it back. Bring it back. <laughs> we need to bring back dueling. I think so. I yeah. think that'd be okay. You both agree. You have to sign a piece of paper. But sword fight, not like pistol. I feel like you should be able to do both. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like what you agree on, the weapon of choice. Yeah, you have to both have the same weapon. You empty the clip except for one bullet. And if you both miss and shoot someone else. (laughs) You both straight to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Matthew Hatfield was able to reduce the weapons used from guns to fist. Fisticuffs. At this time, Allison awoke from a drunken slumber and... What? (laughs) (laughs) that's how you vote (laughs) I'm I'm fucked up what's today Tuesday oh it's vote day (laughs) man I vote already yeah oh fuck I'm voting for that guy that wears a boot on his head (laughs) I'm voting for the dog isn't that like a guy like legit he he claims he's a wizard and he wears a boot on his head yeah we talked about this yeah yeah we talk about this a lot he gets voted every year yeah why is he not he's a mayor yeah, he needs to be the president. I don't think I would trust him to be president. Oh, I would. It'd still be better than who we have now, but... I would, I would fucking trust him. Almost anything would be better than what we have now. <laughs> but anywho... Anywho. Allison awoke from a drunken slumber and made remarks about Tolbert, which led him to turn his wrath upon Allison. He attacked him. Oh, shit. With a knife! Oh. And slashed away at his stomach. 
He unsuccessfully tried to take the knife away, but the brothers rushed to the aid of their brother and began cutting away at him. When Deacon Ants again tried to separate them, Allison Allison. grabbed a rock. At the instant, Farmer resorted to his pistol and shot Allison in the back. I feel like that's fair, honestly. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. They started it, shoot him in the back. Mm -hmm. He's got a fucking rock. Elias, still under the influence, forced the revolver from Farmer's hand and tried to shoot him. The McCoys then ran and sought cover in the nearby woods. Pursuers quickly overtook the McCoy boys and put them in custody. Anticipating the revenge of the Hatfields, Deacon Nance urged that they move to the Pikeville jail immediately. 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 That means right fucking meow. Right meow. The party left for Pikeville about 8 a.m. in the morning of August 8th. It had about a mile. Oh, they had gone about a mile. Yep. When Wall and Elias Hatfield overtook them. Oh, shit. They're like, hey, guys, I'll give you like this little $5 right here. You just hand them over, please. And they're like, you know what? You're a nice guy. I would do that. Didn't go down like that, did it? I can definitely. It definitely didn't go like that. (laughs) Wait, wrong button. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I fucked that one up, guys. <laughs> God damn it. Wall <laughs> insisted that they be tried in the district in which they the crime occurred, which is actually law now, so I feel like that's fair. Yep. That's fair. That is fair. To which the Kentucky authorities agreed. Yep. Before the men resumed the journey, Devil Lance and a large party of Hatfield supporters arrived, all fully armed. Okay. And probably drunk. Probably. Yeah. He announced to the guards that the Hatfields would take charge of the McCoys. Knowing that he could do nothing to help his sons and having no confidence in Wall's assertion that all the Hatfields wanted was that the civil law should take its course, Randolph mounted his horse and sped away for Pikeville for help. Yay. Not long after this, the Hatfields took the boys to an unused log schoolhouse. After dark, while Wall was on guard, Sarah McCoy and her daughter-in-law, Mary Butcher, appeared. Sarah (laughs) began a tearful plea to see her sons. Both Wall and Ants had mixed feelings, but Ants finally gave the word to let them enter. As Sarah cried (laughs) and pleaded, someone yelled that Randolph McCoy. You got a text message. You got in the way of what I was reading. (laughs) God damn it, Loma. Where the fuck was I? (laughs) Was across the Tug Fork organizing a rescue party, which was just a rumor. You're just jazzed the (laughs) fuck up right now, man. They then forced the... God damn it, Loma, stop texting me. Just fucking turn your notifications off. They then forced the women to leave. They're like, yo, get. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was the arm swing for me. <laughs> yeah. On Wednesday, August 9th, 1882, Allison died. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Twist ending. We didn't expect that one. <laughs> Upon arrival of the news, they helped the McCoys to their feet and marched them off to Kentucky. God damn it, Loma. <laughs> Your fucking notifications off. No, I wanted to hear this episode and me yell at her. <laughs> Are we keeping that in? We are. <laughs> right. When they crossed onto the Kentucky side of the Tug Fork, they stopped. And jiggy with it. Now I'm not going to press the button. <laughs> I'm about to like the rock one. <laughs> That's what they did on the other side. That sounds like the beginning of Full House. <laughs> it kind of does. Anywhere when? you look. <laughs> When they crossed onto the Kentucky side of the Tug Fork, they stopped and bound the boys to some pawpaw bushes. And they fired some 50 shots into the brothers. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to... I feel like it's annoying. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. 50 shots? 50 shots. Wait, how many people are shooting again? It was a lot. It was a group of them, remember? Oh, oh, yeah, but, I mean, for some reason, like, that's like fucking muskets back then, right? No, they didn't. It was, it was like, right after the Civil War. Yeah. So they still had revolvers. Okay. Like, they probably used For some revolvers. reason, I, I completely forgot that revolvers existed. Just muskets. You gotta think, this is, like, Western times. Yeah, yeah. So they had, like, actual rifles yeah, and shit. Yeah, they were and shit. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, it's not revolutionary I know, war. But like for everything some reason, is one shot. Like, hold which, on, let me reload. But yeah, see, my brain when anything before 1900s, you had like no questions when they were shooting across the river. No, I know that. <laughs> and I get like there was repeaters and shit, but at that moment when you're like 50 shots, I just fucking imagine people just <laughs> hold muskets. On. Just, hold let on, reload. Don't stay in that bush now. <laughs> <laughs> you missed. Well, I'm not gonna. God damn it. Jim McCoy. Later that night, gathered some men and crossed over to the Kentucky side. With lanterns? Not the green lanterns. Just the light kind. You know, uh, speaking of green lanterns, we'll possibly talk about the Green Lantern movie one day on Stuff Locker. It's a new podcast <gasps> coming. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. But anywho, God damn, that's so they climbed to the scene of the shooting. Swinging from the bushes were the bullet-riddled bodies of Tolbert, Tolbert. and Farmer. Young Randolph, Young Randolph remained in a kneeling position. So he proposed? He proposed. you know how he proposed? With death. With the entire top of his head blown off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop banging the table. My it's hands gonna, are so sweaty. It's going to pick up in the audio. I got to hear it again. I'm okay with this. After the funerals and knowing that the alleged murderers resided in West Virginia with no chance of extradition. I mean, they, there'd be nothing done about it. I know what extradition is. I'm saying it for everyone okay. else. We, we just assume everyone that Judge listens to this George. is just fucking stupid. I mean, uh, who knows? They might be like, hey, what does this word mean? Well, I mean, I did. Maybe there's like a child listening. And he's like, mama, so <laughs> what does this word mean? And she'd be like, well, son, if you'll listen, he'll tell you in two goddamn seconds. Well, uh, 
we did. That one lady did play the Winnicott episode. I feel really child. bad for that woman. Yeah, I feel bad about I that. I don't know <laughs> if she still listens or not. I um, highly doubt it. Uh, <laughs> once again, we now label our episodes as explicit. Whoops. <laughs> RB, shouty. Yeah, I'll be shouty. But anywho's, the judge determined that the form of justice must be satisfied. He charged a grand jury without a Hatfield or McCoy as a member. Do you imagine how difficult that must have been? Very. With naming the killers of the McCoys, after 10 days of deliberation, the grand jury returned indictments against 20 men. Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't think he was in there. Quit doing that, He's man. not really a <laughs> shooting kind of guy. They were. You ready? Yeah. Devil Lance, Wall, Elias, Cap, Jonesy, Charlie Carpenter, Joe Murphy, Doc, Pliant, Sam Mahan, <laughs> Selkirk McCoy, <laughs> Albert, L.D., <laughs> Tom Chambers, Lark, and Andrew Varney, Dan, and... John Witt, Alex Messer, and Elijah Mounts. Four days later. You could just say a group of a no, shitload of people. No, uh, you have to know who they are. It's important to the story. I get it, but Jesus Christ, there's so many. He wasn't there. <laughs> so many fucking people in this damn story. <laughs> On September 18th, 1882, yep. Judge Brown issued bench warrants for... Jacob Bucket, Matthew Hatfield, James McCoy, Reverend Anderson Hatfield, Richard Hatfield, Talbert McCoy, James Francisco. Okay. That one's random. <laughs> Anderson Farrell, John C. Francis, Samuel Simpkins. I wonder Fresca now. Uriah McCoy. I don't know. George Sprouse, Floyd Hatfield, Harriet Simpkins, Mott Stafford, the 90% Scott Allen, and Sarah McCoy, people. as witnesses for the state. You need to start doing lightning rounds when you name these names. You told me to say it, so I can't do that. No take backsies. For over five years, the Hatfields and their associates escaped arrest. They did. They were outlaws. Randolph McCoy was still hoping to get justice through the court system when he had, oh, when he was planning to travel to get more help with the case. Members of the Hatfield clan took up positions along the trail that he would use. Their plan failed. Okay. So you should know. They shot at two men believed to be Randolph and his son Calvin. From ambush, wounding one, and killing horses of both. <laughs> Their victims were actually nephews of Randolph, John, and Henderson Scott, and the McCoys. When, oh, who had left the home late? And that's why they didn't get done, did, killed, did. Done, did. They did uh, unalived. They, they almost got unalived. Unalived. But since they were late, see, sometimes it pays to be late. Yep. 
They were. I'm not. always late. I I fucking know you are. Yeah. <laughs> I, everywhere I go, fashionably late. I know. Because I firmly believe if you're already one minute late, might as well be thirty. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> if I'm already late for work, I'm going to be late. <laughs> Next on the menu, Jonesy Hatfield married Nancy McCoy. Although he had a reputation as a domineering man. Heart dominatrix. <laughs> Maybe. Imagine a cowboy dominatrix <laughs> in the hills. Yeehaw! I should make that an anime. <laughs> He'll be like a hentai. Yeah, hillbilly dominatrix. <laughs> Although, That's the name of the episode. Hillbilly, hillbilly dominatrix. <laughs> Although he had a reputation as a domineering man, Nancy soon established her authority over the household. And it was obvious he'd been henpecked. <laughs> and today's knowledge, that is whipped. No, I gathered that, but you'd look like the fish <laughs> from SpongeBob. Like, me. <laughs> <laughs> he'd been henpecked. <laughs> the Hatfields may have endured this if it wasn't for the fact that it became convinced she was providing you details know every- of information of their plans to the McCoys. Every time you bang the table, <laughs> there's vibrations. <laughs> I can't help it's it. It's going to sound shitty. <laughs> It'll be okay. One night, Cap and Tom Wallace burst into Daniel's cabin and helped them a gunpoint. Just read the goddamn names. One of them backed Daniel's and his daughter against the wall and held them, while the other lashed Mary Daniel's with a cow's tail. What's a cow's tail? Is it that candy? No, it's a whip. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> dude, yes, I, he's hitting him with a piece of candy. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I ate cow's t- cow tails when I was. Oh, here. I fucking love cow dude, tails. If you haven't had a cow's tail, go to Bucky's because that's pretty much the only place I could fucking find them. Yeah, you can't really find them anywhere. That, no, you could actually find them at Michael's uh, fabric uh, fabric place. It's where, so fucking random. It was so <laughs> random. Dude. I was in there and I was like, "That is that a cow tail?" <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Will you whip me with that? <laughs> no. I was, they then swapped places and held Mary and her husband while the other whipped their daughter. With candy. With candy. <laughs> having nothing to do with the Daniels. Oh, having nothing to do with Daniels. When they left, they warned the two women to stay home and mind their own affairs. Not long after this, Jeff McCoy, brother of Nancy, found himself in trouble. Shit. While at a dance, he killed Fred Walford, the Pike County mail or oh, mail carrier. He then left Kentucky, confident he could persuade Nancy's husband to welcome him in. At the residence, he learned of the attack by Cap and Tom, allowing just, his bro, desire for revenge. Names. <laughs> just read. Just, I can't. You made me do this. I just, this is your punishment. <laughs> to lead him down a torturous path to his death. He made a plan. <laughs> Every time someone dies, we need to play that shit. He made, oh, there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> he made a plan to capture Wallace with the help of Josiah Hurley. God damn it. They I caught Wallace by so surprise much. and had him on the way to Pikeville. You son of a bitch. I just fucking can't. 
Wallace okay. waited for his chance to run. You're the reason why. Jumping off the horse and running into the woods. His captors shot at him, but only inflicted a flesh wound. <laughs> Wallace managed to evade them and reach Cap's house, barricading himself inside with McCoy and Hurley, trying to force their way in. Wallace tried to shoot them, but had no opportunities. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> On the other hand, he remained secure against the bullets that they rained against the doors and windows. Foiled in their efforts, they withdrew from the scene. <laughs> that time it wasn't me. That time it was Colton. He leaned over and pressed it. When Cap returned and heard of the attack, he wasn't real happy, MK. I wouldn't be either. I actually wrote that in the script just for you. <laughs> he wasn't really happy, MK. <laughs> I literally wrote it. Mm, sad. The next day, he and Wallace appeared before a justice of the peace. Oh. And Wallace swore out warrants for their arrest. Oh, shit. Cap procured an appointment as a special constable for the express purpose to service the warrants. Okay. Cap arrested them with little difficulty and set out with them for Logan. When they stopped at the house of William Farrell, Jeff escaped with his captors in close pursuit. He jumped into the stream and swam towards Kentucky. Just when freedom seemed at hand, a bullet struck him, inflicting a fatal wound, and he fell dying into the water. <laughs> Sometime later, Simon Bolivar Buckner was elected governor and had to make good on his promise to bring the Hatfields to justice. Following this, a letter was written dated August 29th, 1887, stating, My name is Nat Hatfield. I'm not a single individual by a good many. And we do not live on Tug River. But we live all over this county. We have been told by men from your county that you and your men are fixing to invade this county for the purpose of taking the Hatfield boys. And now, sir, we, 49 in number at present, oh, I gotta breathe. <laughs> Do not notify that if you come into this county to take or bother any of the Hatfields, we will follow you to hell or take your hide. And if any of the Hatfields are killed or bothered in any way, we will charge it up to you and your hide will pay the penalty. I don't yeah. know why that was so hard to breathe during that. <laughs> The letter continued. It's hard to gain character, right? <sighs> we are not bothering you, and neither are the Hatfields. And as long as you keep your hands off Logan County men, we will not do anything. But if you keep your hands off our men, there is not one of you that will be left in six months. 
There are 49 of the men who regulated matters, which he already fucking said, God damn it, you don't got to keep saying it. Yeah, see, uh, they weren't the best at this writers, place. You know what I'm saying? A short time ago, and we can get as many as we need in six hours. Yeah. We have a habit of making one horse lawyers keep their boots on. God, I fucking And we can't have plenty next of good, strong rope left. Oh, God, I went too far. <laughs> And our hangman tied a knot for you and laid it quietly away. Until we see what you do, we have no particular pleasure in hanging dogs, but we know you and have counted the miles and marked the tree. <sighs> okay. How, how you doing over there? Oh, that was difficult. I'm yeah. seeing colors. <laughs> I hope you're seeing colors. <laughs> It's the absence it's the of colors color. you're not supposed to see. Is that... It's a little blurry over here. I'm seeing blurple boys. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jacob and Larkin McCoy, Mary and Jeff cross the tug fork with the intention of capturing Cap and Tom and taking them to Pikeville. Yeah, this can be a three part. <laughs> <laughs> they were only able to capture Tom, but within a week, he was able to escape under circumstances that suggested some kind of collusion between him and the jailer. Furious with his escape, Jake and Lark vowed that they would never return Wallace to jail at Pikeville. In the spring of 1887, Wallace was found dead. Give it a, yeah, he had, to, he had to press that shit a couple times. <laughs> In West Virginia, suggesting that the McCoy brothers killed him. And that is where we will pick up on part two. There it is, part two. This is part one of Hatfield and McCoy's. This is a very long episode. This How is going to have feel? to be. This God is, damn, this, this is, is going to have to be four-parters. <laughs> In-depth research you've probably ever done. Well, I did, there was a lot of important quotes. I added them in, and I'm not looking forward to reading them again. <laughs> <laughs> so next part, we're going to do a quick summary of this episode, and then we're going to dive into what's going to be happening next. <laughs> yeah. And then we're, we're going to, you know, Finish up the Hatfield McCoys and move on to some uh, more true crime. And then, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but we have an alien episode coming up soon. I'm and, a big fan of that. Yep. And why, wait, hold on. Why, unfortunately, for true crime? Uh, I'm not that you're the true crime guy. Yeah. I don't give a shit about true I crime. I love true crime, bro. Like, what? This bitch get cut. Uh, but no, so we have a lot of stuff coming very soon, but that was Hatfield McCoys part one. So, everyone, if you're listening, give, give a quick golf clap. Was it this one? Yeah. No. Oh, that's they're, the They're laugh. laughing at you. Yay. Give a little clap for Colton because he is, he's looking like he's struggling right oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we need to label these, man. We do. We because need to label a lot. I completely forgot what a lot. Hold on. It's crickets. Okay. Yeah, we need to get better cricket sound. Because that, that cricket sounds Oh, so. I'm going to change all these sounds. Oh, okay. Uh, but I yeah. want to put in here, he needs some milk. He needs some milk. <laughs>
But I hope you guys enjoyed part one. I am going to enjoy editing it because I'm going to hear Colton slam his fucking arm down. <laughs> it's going to be great. My hands are very sweaty, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. You look drenched. I am. <laughs> so, yeah, guys. Anything that we need to announce before? Oh, so Cavender, I have the official news. Oh, get late me. So March 25th in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay, March 25th, Huntsville, Alabama. Time. I'm going to get time. He's probably going to go on, I think he said around like 7. Okay. He gave me the actual name. Let me see. We're at a, it's a bar called Maggie Myers. Maggie Myers, Huntsville, yeah, Alabama. He said March they'll probably 25th, go on around 7th. And they're also new. Opening for saliva at the masquerade on August seventh. So yeah, we're, I'm going to be the one on August seventh. I'll be there. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, August seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking shit your pants. Real quick. Um, yeah, wait, March twenty fifth. We might. Uh, we're. I'm going. That one stinks. <laughs> God damn, bro. All right, we got to wrap this up, brother. He just. Uh. <laughs> You just tear gassed us in oh here. God. It <laughs> smells weird. God. It's like <laughs> it smells chemically, dude. Are you okay? It smells like rotten cotton candy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so <laughs> god damn, um, <coughs> dude, you're disgusting. I think I got a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna go shit. This is a dweller archives. I just been tear gassed against my fucking will. We and are out of here. Bye bye.